The mission is underway. We've made our first uh, success of increasing a clock of convincing G-Squad to help. There is taking over the Stratos. There is defeating Godzilla. What's what's the first move? How do we get to where we want to go? I want to uh, lock, start locking the summit down. Easy enough to do, but I will ask for an interface roll uh, cool. because they are the summit and maybe they have tricks up their sleeve. Hmm. It's really early to burn a stress. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let's use, yeah, let's use friendship. Four. All right, so your highest roll is a four. Um, I need to do this before you roll uh, more often, but I would say that you were still in a controlled position and this would have a standard effect. Pilot hesitates, they can withdraw and try a different approach or else succeed with a controlled consequence. I'll take that. I'll take the, the success. I think you need to burn material to do this. You'll spend one material using all of your abilities, all of your hacking skills and equipment. Okay. You are able to succeed. You know that the summit, which is, which is in their main chambers, are currently unable to leave. Uh, I will say that that is... With a standard effect, I'll give that two ticks towards taking over the Stratos. Does Sabi need to be on the array to activate it? I will say because of your success last session, no. Okay, okay. cool. I mean, I feel like Carol would want to... I feel like she wants to be out in her, her mech at this point. Like, there's a lot of big stuff happening out there, so... Uh, she'd say, Sabi, if, if you have everything on lockdown here, li literal lockdown, uh, can, can I go out there and fly around and tell people how great this is, that we're figuring it out, and now there's another one, and maybe they can be friends? Yes. Yeah. Go get them. All right. All of the tentacles kind of point upwards, like Steve Zissou pointing forward, and uh, she's going to go to launch out and just try and, I guess distract and or convince G-Force. <laughs> However, she can be helpful in the atmosphere of the planet. I, I feel like that's where Carol needs to be. That's fine. I'm just going to say that you're going to be more than one roll away from being able to return to assist your allies. Yeah, I'm going for it. Go and, for it. you know, we'll see how the dice fall. Um, I'm not abandoning the squad, but I'm definitely trying to be a, a medium here. I want to do a one-on-one. -on -one. A one-on-one -on -one thing from Ty when you take off, and, Ty, and he says, "I trust you implicitly. Don't do anything that'll get yourself hurt, because at this point you're you're like the entire portion of my empathy." And then it cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> she clicks back on to your comms and just says, "Roger, loud and clear. And uh, if I'm your empathy." Then I guess that makes you my family. I'll see you soon. Carol, you jet off of the Stratos and start heading in the direction of G-Squad where you know they're orbiting. I'm going to ask you to make a maneuver roll if you want to try to get there in a timely fashion. If you don't want to take longer than kind of one round, I'll yep. say this is um, still controlled and still a standard effect. Okay. Um, I'm pushing myself because I accidentally rolled two dice, so 
I will take the five. I'm going to say that, yes, you are able to move towards G-Squad. By the end of this round, you basically see them, and they can see you, and they're certainly starting to say, Hey, what are you doing, brain? The consequence, however, I'm going to increase the clock on one of the negative clocks. I will introduce it for the first time. It is a 12-sided clock, which, if completed, the alien civilization is wiped out. Awesome. As you are heading towards the G-Squad, you can watch below and using your AR enhancements, you can see Godzilla has engaged in an epic battle with this moth creature. You see the playback as this moth creature flies past Godzilla and with these small razor sharp claws drags itself up the side of his head, almost scalping him and flying past him and Godzilla immediately begin to blow out his atomic breath trying to chase after this thing. The battle has begun. Listen, folks, I'm I'm worried about those people down there. I, I think we gotta get this beam going. I, I think it's about time we brought the fight up here. Uh, keep those people safe. I'm gonna pull the trigger. Uh, I'm gonna get these th- uh, this beam moving. It's gonna take a while, but I'm bringing a lizard towards us. And I think that um, uh, Rosie's going to start driving his mech out to the Array ship and getting geared up to fire on Godzilla, knowing that every second that he spends down there, he's inadvertently killing a lot of people that don't deserve it. I will remind you that you can control the Array from a distance thanks to Savy, so you don't have to go. I'll do it from where I am. You might want to ask for assistance from Savy because you will probably have to make a... uh, uh, manipulate roll while you're in your mech. Yeah, I will need assistance there. Uh, I got you. Okay, okay cool. Savy, you will have to burn some stress. Uh, I think it's just one because you have one connection with uh, Roosevelt. I think this is a controlled situation with a standard effect. I got a four. Uh, I'm going to do tactical genius and lend one to him. Let me improve the effect because I don't think I'm going to roll any better than On a roll of four four or higher, you can fill three ticks. Good. All right, beam's primed. We're just about ready here. Uh, I'm going to fire in a second, folks. While they're doing that, I think he would slink off inside to go towards the summit alone. As I'm walking away into on the inside to get to the summit, I say, Hey, Rosie, you know you're my boy, right? I know your honor. You got me this far, how could I doubt it? I didn't get you anywhere. Be good at what you do. All you did was actually be there for me when I needed it. And now you're gonna be there for all those people down on that planet. Thank you. Believe it or not, I... I think he is too. And, uh... You know, Mayor gesticulates in the direction of Godzilla down on the surface. I think... In a weird way, he's ours. That we get the monster that we deserve. Once upon a time, I hated him. Now, I can see it that way too. Ain't that just our story? Ty, what role would you like to make to try to get to the summit? Well, you know, we get an extra die because we're redacted. If you did want to hunt. Survey serves better, and I feel like he's... uh, Ty is... He's not a hunter, he's a 
calculator and a surveyor. So if you would allow it, yeah, I would use survey instead. Let's get that uh, survey roll from you, Judge. Bye. Yeah. Again, nobody knows what you guys are up to. Controlled standard effect. There's only going to be one consequence. Here's what happens. Um, do you have a quiet entrance or... Uh, basically, uh, you, I, I will allow you to get within the chambers of the summit if that's what your intention is. What does that look like? Yeah, if the if the consequence of it is that it won't be quiet, but I do get in. I will allow you to um, get in quietly if you'd like. That's not the consequence. Oh, okay. If you'd like to ask Sabi to just open the doors for you, you can absolutely walk into their room. Yeah, I would have Sabi open the doors, and I would just walk right in. And I position myself over by the uh, the glassware where they served us drinks in the very first episode. As you walk in, the summit are all kind of gathered, trying to understand what's going on, because by this point they realize they don't have control of their ship. They haven't been able to escape, and they see your big, heavy, loaded mech with an ominous appearance walk into the space. And you, you know, you're, you're swaggering, as you know how to do with the machine. You know you've got them cornered. And many of the members begin to back off. Some of them are so old, you're worried that just by looking at you, they might hurt themselves. I forgot we were killing Feinstein up here. You forgot you were trying to kill former jockeys because yeah. Wildfire and Viper step up and they say, you dare enter our room in your mech? You know, I already gave my speeches today. Destroyed. <laughs> oh my God. You begin firing at them. Um, go ahead and make, I'm gonna say this is um, a risky position with a standard effect as you start firing at these humans. I don't think I've played a TTRPG without asking, are we the bad guys? Yeah. No, <laughs> we're not. We are not. They try to forcefully eradicate a people. We're safe. They were, they've been dicks this entire time. They are big lizard genociders, yes. Remember the grass. It's about the grass. Uh, that's a uh, four. You begin firing, and sure enough, you strike many of them. These, these older folks, many of them having machinery on their body, are struck, and you see these little pops of red blood as they collapse in this pristine throne room of theirs. But then you realize there aren't ten bodies. There's eight. And you hear, how dare you? Rising from the ground, from the seats of where Wildfire and Viper sat, are these enormous mechanical mecha of their own. Wildfire kind of reveals each arm, and each one has this long, sharp lasso that erupts into this kind of, like, purple fire. You can see him inside his cockpit, and you can see Viper stepping out of a very slender vehicle, almost like Carol's, where he can float, but it looks more like a Chinese dragon. Moving around in the air, curling, both of them turning on you. And I'm going to say that you're going to take some harm as they begin attacking you. I, I want to use one of my quirks to try to do a thing, so I'm going to... I'll spin the armor. So what the armor can offer you is level one damage instead of level two. Okay, yeah, I'll take the level one. 
I think that Wildfire immediately, you know, is in close melee with you and is smashing and slicing at your ship. You see that these kind of energy beam whips that he has are wreaking havoc on your chassis. And I'll say that you have a slashed chassis. I tell Sebi, or at least all of you here. Two left, got to the mechs, I'm coming out. Open the doors. So, yeah, so all you see, you hear me you hear me say that, and then you just hear, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> Last flag, and you just see a light come out of the side of, of like, wherever, however your sensors see things. A bright, a super bright light, and even though there's no sound in space, but we'll say because it's cinematic, you hear glass shatter. <laughs> and my big-ass mech flying ass backwards out, being, uh... <laughs> Firing probably as you fire into the ship as you yep. fly out. Um, this sounds like a risky position with a standard effect. Give me a roll and let me know how you do. Um, sounds like you're doing a maneuver, huh? God, I should have put dots of maneuver. Why didn't I? <laughs> well, you know, you're the guy with all the guns. You don't need to maneuver when you're just shooting. So, low, yep, roll to lowest. Three is the lowest. I'm gonna say that you will suffer another level two damage unless you try to resist it. I will try to resist it again. Uh, that's a five. Okay, uh, a five I will say is good enough. Um, you're gonna reduce it to one. We'll call it bullet riddled because the rest of you that are aboard the Stratos out on the, the, the whole side, you see judge's frame, the, the frame of uh, justice it, it, like being sucked out of space with glass and these two mech following all of them firing at each other and you can see that now uh, the judge is becoming bullet ridden, he's got some level 1 damage um, you're going to have less of an effect from now on so if you are in a control position excuse me, if you are uh, you know, uh, normally uh, available to have a standard effect, it would be a lesser or minor effect. That's what happens when you fill up that level one damage, okay? All right. All right. You guys see this happening, Carol, but you're out there. Do you want to do something, Carol? Do you want to turn back? What's the plan? Carol does want to do something. So she's out here with G Squad. Um, and for the first part of it, she's trying to get everyone's attention. And she's like that awkward kid that's like right outside the circle of people that are talking. So her mech is just like, hey, hey, did, um, hi, yeah. And she just kind of like keeps flying up to these groups. And yeah, it's very ineffectual. Yeah, amongst themselves talking about what the next step is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like very literally hovering like right on the edge of this formation. And then she turns the mech and it's got this, again, like a glass orb kind of cockpit uh, that you can see out from. Um, and she looks down both like at the planets from far away, quite a distance. And then with the, um, is it the AR that shows the image up close? So they're almost overlaid on top of one another. Um, and she kind of loses focus and she presses her hands up against the glass watching this battle rage below her with these kaiju and her, for her whole life she said this question drive her of like what is it for like what is this connection for why can i connect with godzilla it must be to destroy him and looking down at this battle seeing it mothra scrape at the godzilla's 
head and take damage in this way um she just pauses and like closes her eyes and puts a hand on her button she's gonna use um sharpshooter uh which is an ability that says uh when you uh push yourself in addition to normal benefits so i will be pushing myself um you can make a ranged attack at an extreme distance beyond what's normal for the weapon um and so from space <laughs> i would like to make a sharpshooter attack over godzilla to mothra with a net I would like to try to restrain Mothra in this battle to aid Godzilla. Interesting. Um, and I okay. want to try to use this connection that I thought was there to kill him to warn him, like, duck. <laughs> I'm coming. Interesting. I love this very much. Um, yeah, you're going to make that attack. It feels like a probably a bombard or a destroy. I'm going to yep. say probably bombard. Yep. And then I will push myself as I must to use this ability. <laughs> that is a six and a four. Amazing. This was a controlled position. Nobody's after you. I just love it so much. I'm going to give it a great effect. But the intention is to stop Mothra, correct? Yes. Okay. With a great effect, I'm going to give you three dots three ticks in one of my clocks, which is Mothra is defeated. Three out of 10. You fire this net and maybe it doesn't start as a net. Maybe it becomes a net as it enters the atmosphere and begins to shift and change. But Godzilla is kind of in the middle of swiping at Mothra when from behind this enormous net wraps around Mothra and it drops like a bag of potatoes smashing into the ground and before Godzilla can savor the moment he looks back up into space and although you can't really see each other you almost wonder if there's some assumption on his part but he turns his head back eyes glaring down at what is now easy pickings over the comms she says to Roosevelt hurry up Hurry up! I got you, I got you. I'm pulling the trigger now. And I guess in response, I'm going to go for that last one, hopefully with an assist from Ruse, because otherwise this shit ain't going to happen. I have one more. Yeah, I think that it is um, risky, and it would have a positive effect. Go ahead and, and make the roll. It's a four. Okay, so major consequence, but, you know, I'm here. I'm going to say that you are going to take level one damage as okay. your ship is not a hacking ship. It's not a ship that is used to this kind of stuff. And maybe you're pushing your systems a little far. So we'll yeah. say you've got fried circuitry, but you are successful. Describe to me what it looks like when you have finally control of the array and it's in place. Uh, I think that big satellite dish takes a, 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 a big pivot in space as it you know, glides along. Um, it focuses in, and just as Godzilla is about to rear up and take another swipe at Mothra, he's frozen in place again as that big white plasma beam fires down and he's rendered immobile. Um, and then his body begins to drift back 
up into the atmosphere, leaving Mothra uh, alive for now and uh, pre preventing these people from losing their guardian. Um, I, I didn't even realize when Carol was doing this that that's what the plan was. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, separating the kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, you hear over the comms, what are you doing? You're ruining the great plan. You can hear Wildfire screaming into his comms, saying, I'm going to stop you. We're going to stop you. Listen, I was never one for plans, and I don't think you're one to negotiate right now. I hope you enjoy the judge. <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that they're going to continue engaging with the judge. Judge, unless someone else has an idea, you got to save yourself. What are you doing? I have an idea. Go for it, Ruse. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to use my, um, let's see, the array is doing fine. I'm definitely going to use the, the Tesla ability to confuse their uh, systems. So you have a little bit more of an, of an advantage. Like I want to cloud all of their visuals, just like on their displays, but also just like through the window. Um, I'm not sure some of the air from in your immediate area that will cause AR confusion. Would you like to engage with them where you're with the judge? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll move as, as close as I need to. I, I'm not too far, so I'll, yeah, I'll hop into the fray. You can hear both Viper and Wildfire who are older, you know, kind of screaming in their cockpits as they begin experiencing the AR dysphoria that comes with this, uh, this kind of onslaught. I think as flavor, Ruse is playing all of the, the data from Ruse tests of the past, so that like last traumatic scene is playing like like 500 Ruse tests of final scenes are just playing over their displays. Let's see, you did spend the ability, so I'll just say that it happens. Uh, Judge, you have an extra die uh, since you pushed yourself if you'd like to attempt to bombard or destroy these guys. Destroy. This is risky position, standard effect. Wildfire needs to go. Okay. He certainly is the biggest. He matches you in his heavy load. Yeah, that's why I, there can only be one king. I've said this before. <laughs> uh, I wrote a one, a four, and a five. With a standard effect, you are going to deal two ticks worth of damage to Wildfire as you just pummel him with everything you've got. Um, Viper able to kind of move out of the way with their faster machine. I'm going to just have them continue pummeling you. You're going to take another level two damage. You could also expend load to add additional armor. True. You could use your armor again in this... In this I will expend load to do that. You already have two level one damages, so I want you to tell cool. me which of those goes up to two because that this new damage is going to take that level one slot. It's still better than the alternative of me getting shut all the way down. So I've already bullet ridden either Wildfire or Viper. One of them gets a hold of one of my mech's legs and fully takes it off. Wow. Oh. Love that. So you are... Um, Legless. Yes, yeah. because, because, because I did say the way that I exited was back first out. So they probably, so either Viper whipped her serpine uh, back around it and pulled it off, or one of Wildfire's freaking flame whips grabbed me 
but it, but or a combination of both just happened to tether around close to the last thing they saw before their uh before their systems went wonky because of ruse and uh just reached for the stars with it literally and pulled it off i think that in some form or fashion narratively that roosevelt has some eyes on this but he also recognizes that he has to stay on the array if he needs to guarantee Godzilla's going to get here. So once, he opens... once again, you have control of the array from a distance. So you I are just at mean, the Stratos. I just mean defense-wise. Copy um, You're trying to keep your attention in two places. Which yeah. Is, got it. So he, he calls up on comms down to G-Force's channel to try and rally them through. Um, and getting into contact, he speaks uh, immediately as a... Uh, hey, this is Roosevelt Freeman, your mayor. Uh, just formally brought back to G-Force. I just came out of re- retirement. Uh, it's good good to hear from all y'all. I- I'm sure you're all real worried right now, and you might need just a little bit of encouragement. See, in a second, you're going to see a very large lizard. They tell me it's like a 1,000 kilometers. That's like two miles to us. He's going to be floating through the space in a second. Your first instinct is going to be to come back here and destroy the array so the plan you were told to happen happens. I want you to understand that that would be the worst possible decision for everyone involved. You see, you heard those people singing. You saw what they brought about, and you saw that they were connected to that thing that they brought. Those people understood what it was to know something at that level. I want you all to understand that we can too. You see, my friend told me I have this mark, a Godzilla mark. Uh, I was given it because I am Godzilla. In the same way that all of you are Godzilla. We were weapons told by people who thought they knew better about the world to do what they wanted for nothing other than wanting destruction. But now you have a choice. You can either continue your path and hurt this creature beyond a shadow of its doubt, or you can become what we stand for. You can turn back, you can help the man who saved my life for my entire life, and protect him from the people who made us weapons. I need your help in killing the summit. As Roosevelt Freeman, your mayor, thank you very much. <laughs> um. You, you go ahead and make that sway roll. I'm gonna give you one just because Caleb's so goddamn charming. Ooh, ooh. incredible okay. job. Uh, could I use my quirk to unmistakable appearance? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just added effect wouldn't really help with this clock, would it? Well, not really. If you succeed, it's it's pretty much going to tick it over. So then I'll just take the extra die. Okay. So Roosevelt shining in the darkness of space, the sun reflecting off your hull. Give me the roll. Uh, how'd you do? Uh, uh, Pepsi Cola, Coca Cola on the other side. Uh, I have a six. The only six Incredible. in the bunch. The other was a two, a three, and a one. The clock is filled, and there's a moment of silence before you hear G Squad on the other end. Yeah, we're supposed to be fighting for what's right for for humanity. You know, the comms, all of them begin kind of chattering and responding in response. Roosevelt's right. Roosevelt, we're coming. We're coming for you. Damn straight. And Carol, you're you're close by when you see the whole squad start making their way towards the Stratos. You can see Godzilla coming. 
you're going to be alone with him in maybe a few minutes. Oh. He's coming up this way, like past us? Like he is coming up towards the array in which you are closer to than the Stratos. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, she's like, wait, wait, wait for me. And then she turns slowly and sees Godzilla rising up through the atmosphere. And she's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> Drawn always back to Godzilla. Um, there is an incredible gout of, of flames and bullets and things, lasers flying in space as these three mech battle it out. If you want to narratively involve them in combating Wildfire and Viper, maybe they'll give you an assistance of some kind. If they have far-reaching firing capabilities, much like Ty has, Ty would simply instruct once he real once he sees like they're incoming, and he I feel like he would have heard Roosevelt's speech, and he simply goes, Wildfire, Viper, G-Force is coming for you. You can continue to fire on me, or you can come quietly. Wildfire is yelling over the comms. How dare you, the years, the so many years we've been planning this, how dare you defy us? You became the thing you hated most, the thing that was going to kill whatever it had to, to conquer. You turned your back on your own resolve, sir. It seems as if Wildfire and Viper are too blinded by their desperate ploy for power this is a war of attrition. You're either going to beat them or they're going to beat you. Destroy, and I'm going to say above board, I'm probably going to use that flashback. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, so what does that flashback look like? In the months that it took us to get here, due to that paranoia that had been building because of that fight with Godzilla, all the questions that he had about why we're bringing him along with us, Ty had already knew long long ago that it was probably going to come to this in one way, shape, in one in some shape or form. It was gonna come down to him being against old guard that had become so poisoned with their own thoughts of we're in charge. And he knows that he's best at a distance and not up close. So at some point he would have uh, perfected the ejector that he had built in it's no longer just the ejector seat the head of his mech entirely acts as a separate shuttle in space <laughs> he would have had the engineers working on this the entire time then I would say you always called us wild cards but you never quite understood me specifically did you I knew you were an insolent upstart who doesn't respect authority. I just didn't respect you. And I eject from my, and I eject the head, and I self-destruct my suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a desperate move, and this is going to have great effect. If anybody wants to assist him or give him as much dice as possible, I would highly suggest it, because if this is successful, this is incredibly powerful. Great. Um, in that case, Carol, over the loudspeaker, the comms, um, not sure if it's because she sees Godzilla approaching or because she's trying to help. It's unclear, as things always are with Carol, but she screams and skronk. Uh, for a good like five minutes over the comms, uh, hopefully distracting 
your opponents as well as everyone else. Um, I'd like to give a full assist with the the added stress. So you can either spend you can spend any of those things either on bettering your position, which would lessen the consequences, or um, you can just roll the die. I'll take the extra two barrel, and then I'll lower the consequences with. Uh, We're, you're going to go from a desperate position to a risky position. Uh, I rolled a six, a five, a four, and a two. Okay, beautiful. Can we say the last thing that last thing my mech does before it is destroyed is just give a big middle finger to the mechanical middle <laughs> finger? Yep. Mm. You all see the judges, you know, what is supposed to be kind of the head apparatus where the cockpit is eject into space and wildfire and viper are still kind of attacking the body, the chassis of it without realizing what's happened until the last second. And wildfire screams, get back here! And before he can finish, the thing explodes in space. They are engulfed in fire. Does the did the bursting through the glass kind of vacuum out the rest of the summit? Yes, their bodies are floating in space. <laughs> okay. Word. When the fire inevitably disappears from the vacuum of space, what is left are the charred, broken, torn-up remains of wildfire and what appears to be a barely functioning viper ship that is just kind of crawling in space. It looks like a single shot would take them out. I, I can't, I, like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I am in my ship, and I've gotten a mason jar, and I'm just standing at the, at the window of it, either waiting for the end or for one of my people to do something. Um, I think G-Force shows up. Yeah. And I think they surround Viper as a circle, and Viper starts, you know, monologuing and you must listen to me exactly and i think g-force all level their guns all at once in front of uh the judge and just open fire on viper uh ending the regime g-force surrounds viper and puts it puts her out of her misery and for the first time in what any of you realize you are free of the shackles of service. There is no one above you. You look down at the Stratos and you realize we're all that's between them and the vacuum of space, of, 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 of anything that comes to them. And you see Godzilla just as he is beginning to enter the array and its claws kind of wrapping around him again and casing him. Roosevelt, you hear over the intercom the familiar voice of Dr. Sarazawa, and he says, The creature is finally where you want it. Strike. Strike now while you can. You mean... Use the weapon against it. Destroy it. You mean... Kill it? Yes, just as you've wanted. Just as you've always wanted. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just as I've always wanted. You're right. Sure. And I think he drives Deus over to... Godzilla, um, sort of pivoting and orbiting and, and, you know, positioning to get to the back. There's enough of a distance that the rest of you can see this and have plenty of time to react to it if you 
decide to. Is Carol uh, still near Godzilla? I think so. I think Carol's nearby. Maybe we're I, orbiting around one another. I think he even kind of stops dead in his tracks when he finds that you're, gl- you know, gliding with him all the way up. Um, and he kind of meets up to you, you know, with the, the doctor in his ear. He goes, Well, Carol, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I guess this is it. This is where we make our move. Right. Right, the metal plates and the driving and the killing and the beam and the... Christ. Yeah. Right. All of it, to this point. This is what we wanted. This is what we wanted. You both see Godzilla, you know, floating there, almost like encased in amber, just just for the picking. He killed our families. He took our, our homes. He took everything that we ever had. Well, now we're excited about a p- p- patch of grass. Yeah. Again, over the comms, you hear the strangely familiar song of the people of this planet coming in through your comms. And you look through the AR systems and you can see that they are working to free their guardian, their god, whatever it is. Carol? Yeah? What if he can sing? You know, I've never dreamt of him singing. And we don't even know what he eats, right? I, 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 I do know some things, but the more I think I know, the more I realize I don't know a lot more than that. I think this relationship has been a little one-sided with your sister. change their minds even now when so much is riding on it everyone in that ship she gestures back like behind her mech they're counting on us yeah yeah they are but I think there's been too many people afraid to change their minds at the last second I think it's a lot easier to put the gun down and think for a second that's coming from me I like thinking. I'm good at it. You're way better than I am. I'm gonna kill this thing if I'm not careful. I don't think that means you're not smart. I think it means you are smart. Oh, will you please shut up, Carol? Roosevelt, press the button now. You hear Sarazawa over the intercom. Is this an open channel? Yeah. Also, you can hear it. Doc, you were nice before. I was never nice. I was using you. Ishiro, don't say sh** like that. I just love these two helpless pilots in their mechs just like staring at each other like, ah, I'm getting yelled at. Ruse, can I try to um, talk over uh, the, the doctor's channel? Sabi, make a interface roll for me, please. I got a six. Hey! You know that you have to kind of hack into his system a little bit to be able to get past Sarazawa, as opposed to just speaking over him. And as you do it, you realize that Sarazawa has more than just 
an intercom set up in Roosevelt's machine. He has his own kill switch. He can turn it on right now if he wants, but it will require somebody turning it off or stopping him before it's too late. Can I spend my last stress to have a flashback? Absolutely. And what happens in that flashback? While we are talking in the jail. No, while Sabi is is putting the firewall into the the array, um, they are at first just using the, the knowledge that the doctor gave them, but they are also a paranoid son of a bitch and effectively counterspelled their counterspell. <laughs> so, so your hope is to have already put in some kind of uh, redundancy to plan for this. Yes, because you you told us in his file that he was a sociopath. Absolutely. And that he has never given you any indication other than that. Yeah. It works. And you know that you have control. I think Roosevelt's right. It's okay to change your mind. This there's a lot of scientific reasons to stop, but it just feels bad. This this isn't the flag. You're right. That's not the flag. The flag doesn't get planted in Godzilla. It gets planted in goddamn free Earth, baby. Carol just starts chanting, Grass! 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 Grass. Skrunk! <laughs> Deus drives back, and he will use his ability um, more than meets the eye to turn into his second form. The arms and legs fall off of Deus, the roll cage flies off, and just sitting in space, hovering on those powerful engines, uh, is what he's always been, uh, a, a 2020 Ford Fairline B25 Hasselback Coupe, uh, uh, a NASCAR car, baby. And he lets the the weapon and everything that came along with the, the battle capabilities of the Fort Fairline fall into space. And he instead just drives the Fairline onto Godzilla's back, connects to those mag cars, and just, you know, floats with them. Hangs out with Godzilla. Yeah. I think seeing this, Carol will take all of the tentacle arms and say, are you a hugger? To Godzilla. And float in and have all of the tentacles wrap around as much as she can for a hug float as well. He's a hugger. If we're all Godzilla, he's a goddamn hugger. After the celebration, saving humanity, saving this alien civilization, there is the question of what do you do next? You are all effectively the most powerful of humanity's soldiers. You can easily take over as the new summit. You have a new planet below you, a possible earth that can be saved behind you. You have Godzilla. What do we do next? When I'm eventually retrieved from floating in space, uh, <laughs> Ty would declare that the summit is over. We will not be ruled by a group simply bearing its will over us. Instead, I say we allow democracy to rule. I think having the, the, the will of G-Force 
defending you and the people desperate for some hope, everyone latches onto this idea and it catches on, well, like wildfire. I think that whatever changes to government you would all like to make, it is possible. I'd like a few things answered though. What do you do about the alien civilization? I feel like we just leave them alone. Uh, if need be, if any type of reach out that they try can be received, we do try to have some sort of communication loosely. There is a period of time that you have to recover days, weeks, months of just kind of deciding what to do next. And you stated that you did reach out for just a friendly gesture to this alien race. They respond. You don't understand their language and the process begins naturally, organically, that the scientists of uh, the human race try to understand them. I think I would force uh, Sarazawa to be a part of that group. Okay. By, thre by threat of death. Sure, absolutely. If you wait a couple of months, I will say that you can be able to speak to these people. I think I think Sabi after the after the recovery, the like stress recovery happens. They are absolutely in the room for that. Um, I I think they repurpose after achieving their drive and deleting the bruise test data from the system now that the summit doesn't exist. They are basically using like hollow grid to communicate. That's how the the language, like bridge, starts to be built, um, and and once they feel like they both have an understanding of each other's languages, Sabi is in that room. Sabi, you did reach your max stress. What is the scar that she walks away from this story with? Mm, I think they've always been kind of kind of cold, so I think they are softer now, like actually softer not necessarily like hippy dippy but i think they're more um more interfacing directly with the people like they're not developing programs to fix people they are just talking to people because of your openness towards people you kind of lost a step when it comes to hacking anyway because that coldness assisted you yeah i don't think they need to rely on hacking as much i see as they need to in the past the scar is interpreted as your life changes. You're no longer a soldier. You're no longer somebody who needs to fight in the arena. You can fight on the ground with the people is what you're saying. Yeah. Love that. In the months that Stratos and the the uh, Elysium are recovering from the battle, you learn to speak with these people. You get to see them. They are insect-like. It's difficult to draw a parallel, but they're like centaurs, except ants, where they have these four legs, six legs for the males, and these, these upright torsos with forward-facing compound eyes, and they have a language. And what you come to learn from them that really stands out to all of you is that their creature, that moth creature, which they call Mothra, isn't their god, it isn't a devil, they call it their guardian. And as long as they have understood, it is the guardian of what you call Altiera, their world. And inviting them to understand what Godzilla was, it's easy for them to deduce 
that something became corrupted about Godzilla, and that perhaps he was once Earth's guardian. But unfortunately, he became something else, partly because of us. With that knowledge imparted upon you all, you have a new understanding of, of what life in the universe even is. With all of that knowledge, we've discussed returning to Earth. You all have one point in your drive clock. Ty has two. And I've told you that you can combine them. Let's spend the end of our session discussing how we spend our drive to change the, the, the story permanently in this way. I'll remind you that spending two drive, and you can combine them, changes the life circumstance of one person. Spending three drive changes the circumstance of a squad. Spending four drive changes the circumstance of a faction. And I will consider the human race your faction. If everyone's amenable, I would recommend we spend our four drive to return Godzilla to what he was meant to be, our guardian, and try to work towards not having another summit emerge due to fear of what this creature could be. I, I think that... Um that Roosevelt suggests uh, that the best we can do to bring him back to a state of being is to spend some of the next decades living in the orbit of Earth until it's brought to a hospitable place and Godzilla is brought to uh, a trustworthy position. Let Earth be Godzilla's for a time and he'll let us know when we've earned the right to return at least that's roosevelt's position and he he would be marketing that to stratos as as a platform as well he'd come to all of you first but he's very fervent and he believes that should return to godzilla for a little i think ty would uh compromise with we return to altatopia frequently like this whole thing of like it, it is a, the, the switch off portion of like, yeah, we have the spacefaring. We like switch off. It becomes off the, a forward yeah. operating base. Yes. That, that works just fine for me. Where as like we can, we can keep boot literal boots on the ground to like do research where Godzilla isn't to see how it turns out. And then we just do that back and forth. Yeah. I'd like to spend some drive if possible so that Carol can lead uh, some anthropologists who can visit with Godzilla in this period of reclamation and kind of recovery. Um, maybe some reformed bl blasphemers or um, naturalists uh, that come to understand Godzilla in a new way um, to try to just understand Godzilla's progress and like give case notes at official meetings. Carol becomes a Jehovah's Witness. More like a like I see it like an anthrop anthropologist psychologist, <laughs> like Godzilla on the couch, chatting. Hey, have I? Have you? you want I'd to like about the Lord and Savior Godzilla. Yeah, I'd like to spend uh, one of Roosevelt's drives to um, basically become Godzilla's Godzilla. Uh, I think he takes like an advanced interest in making sure that this lizard is taken care of, that it's defended, that it's protected. 
and um, you know, you kind of become like uh, Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say, please yeah, help yeah. you build a Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'll that it. like Roosevelt spends a lot of time trying to be the closest to Godzilla uh, in an effort and making sure that his rights are always represented and that he feels he's being as included in the democracy as everyone else. Yeah, you're like the maybe the bodyguard. Yeah. And I, I picture Carol like taking on this new um, social prowess as like she has to give reports and like show PowerPoints and like talk about the progress Godzilla is making. Um, and so she kind of gets a little bit more acclimated to her own people in a way that she, by becoming closer to Godzilla, she actually gets closer to the people around her. I want to spend drive to promote peaches, actually. I think they're the one, as the keeper of the wild cards, that they are the one that's in charge of employing the like protective force of of Altatopia and Earth that like maybe like Secretary of Defense or something. Decades pass. You return to Earth, you orbit it. You land Godzilla on the planet, and you let both he and the planet heal. Humanity gets its act together in space, learning to survive in the harshest of environments, and without realizing it, improving it, uh, improving themselves, improving their society. One day when you are all very, very old, you are invited planetside. Some of you are walking with canes, some of you have cybernetic augmentations to still move. And you are brought to where Godzilla is residing because something unusual has happened to Godzilla. He's begun to calcify. He stopped moving about 10 years ago and he has turned into almost this mountain of stone. He, he no longer resembles the monster. He is this mold of clay. And you're on a platform observing him when somebody, one of the young students analyzing Godzilla says, there's activity, there's some kind of activity. And you are all witness as there is this great rumble of the earth. And little by little, these rocks begin to tumble and fall off of the mountain that has become Godzilla. And emerging from it is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. A creature of iridescent flesh, eyes that glow the most warming, gracious orange. Instead of jagged, sharp spikes, it has this gorgeous mane of floating hair. And Godzilla is reborn into what he was always meant to be, of what good can be, of what humanity could be. And what this new future with a reborn Godzilla might be, well, we'll have to find out the next time we play Godzilla, King of the Cosmos. Can I say one thing? Absolutely. Bring it to a close, Ty. As we're walking away from this newly molded Godzilla that's been reborn, some of us using Kane, some of us using Walker, some of us with cybernetic build, uh, builds, Ty is probably the last one to leave as everyone's walking away. And he looks around, and on this dais, he plants a uh, a homemade trophy 
and inside and welded to the side of it there's a little waving flag that just says planted on it <laughs> and as he walks away that is where we will bring our beam saber game to a close what what a way to bring it to a close guys great job what a game, uh, guys. Uh, what? Uh, I loved every second of this game. I did too. Oh, good. Man. I had one regret. <laughs> <laughs> There's always got to be one. I didn't kill Sarazawa. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we never really settled what, what you would have done with him. He was a prisoner. Well, I, I, I forced him to help translate under threat of death. Uh, we just didn't get to it. I was going to kill him. No matter what, like, no matter what, uh, no matter what, I did kill him. He um, he would not have stopped good. trying to scheme his way into exactly doing something like bad. I and I knew that like a schemer recognizes a schemer. Well, gang, I have thought of this kind of story for Godzilla, and I wanted so badly to run it through with a bunch of my friends to come up with the the crazy way we reach an ending and you helped me with that so thank you so much i hope you had some fun i certainly loved watching you guys help me take it to its end yeah thank you for having us for the ride man this was incredible to be a part of this was wonderful this yeah. the scale and the energy and the world building with like these these broad strokes that were so meaningful like I just I was so impressed by all of it and it really just like sucked me in the whole time it was great also did Godzilla turn into reverse Shrek at the end is that what happened <laughs> yeah that, did they did they love Shrek on that planet they love Shrek, Shrek is love Shrek is we, we, we <laughs> end our story with somebody wants to yeah as I plant the flag and walk away <laughs> it ain't the sharpest tool in the shit perfect it was good. oh my god I'm shocked at the level of story we were able to tell with yeah. the just bonkers characters that we put <laughs> We got it in. We got it in. I want to say thank you to everyone, all of my crew, for allowing Ty to be what he became. You were a great leader. <laughs> Ty was awesome. Yeah. Ty was incredible. Let us bring our session to a close, guys. I want to thank a couple of folks. Obviously, you guys, thank you for helping us out. Please, guys, check out Daryl's uh, channels, check out Allison's channels, check out Mayday. I want to give a special thanks to Tomoyuki Minagare, who did the arrangement for the theme song for our show. Um, it is a remix of the original Mecha Godzilla theme by Masaru Sato. So I want to give them both credit. Um, like I said, Godzilla is Toho's, and this was just a love letter to the big G. I've uh, been watching Godzilla since I literally could understand what I was looking at. So. Um, this has been so much fun to have it come to fruition. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Good night. Great job, Serge. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs>